Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Brain Fart. I am Maddie and I am your host. Um, this week I'm going to catch you up on some things and we're talking about periods again and and that area of a person's body like the vagina and the uterus area. So let's get down to business. <clears throat> um, I hope that everyone will stick around and listen to this episode and they won't think, well, I don't have periods, so why should I listen to this? It's not relevant. Trust me, it's probably relevant. You probably know someone who has or has had a period in their life, so you should probably, probably know a little bit about it. Um, mine is a little bit more, I don't know, tricky, I guess we could say. I'm going to tell you guys something that I honestly wasn't sure if I was going to tell everyone, if I was going to tell everyone this, because it's kind of more personal. But you know, I was like, I've been candid for 20 whatever episodes, I might as well let this cat out of the bag too. So I'll get to that portion a little and like probably five seconds, but whatever. I wanted to start off with what I've been doing the past two weeks, two weeks. Yeah. So I went to my gynecologist, which if you don't know, is a doctor that specializes in vaginas and all of those organs. So woohoo. So I had to go in for a checkup as you do. I think you're supposed to go every year, get a pap smear every year. Yeah. Oh, I should know that. That's bad. <laughs> so there's all of that information. So I was going in for my per first pap smear because I'm 21 and I'm sexually active. So you got to do the do. So they usually wait until you're 21 and sexually active because it's kind of testing. It's like a test where they, all the, all the female or all of the like people who have gone in for this are like, okay, Maddie, we know what this is. But for anyone who might not know, it's where they basically insert a device into your vagina and they open it like oh, to make the hole a little wider so they can stick in um, like a cotton swab or one of those things. And they basically go inside your uterus and they like swab around so they can test it to make sure there's no STDs or STIs or any abnormal cells that could lead to cervical cancer. It's basically just checking up to keep maintenance and to make sure everything's going well down there. And then they, he, my, my doctor is a he, he um, just looks around and makes sure, makes sure everything is fine. He like presses my body and does all that stuff. So, you know, that's okay. That's the checkup, whatever. I went in for that. <laughs> that was a long winded way of saying I had a gynecological appointment. So I went in, I was doing my stuff, and he knows my case. It's a special case. And I had been dealing, I have really bad periods. So it's very difficult for me. It's mainly because I have, um, it's partly because I have PCOS, which is a hormone disorder. My hormones are always out of whack. They don't quite know where to go or what to do. And then the other kicker is that I have... Uh, a genetic mouth, <laughs> all I can think of is genetic malfunction. Um, I, I maybe shouldn't call it that, but something 
dis... Okay, I'll just say what it is. It's uh, it's called uteri didelphus. And basically, I was born with it. It was just the way I was formed in the womb. And what it is, is I have... So you have the uterus, which I guess I can only... I always like when I tell people this, I usually have like a hand motion that I show. I guess I could say that it looks like um, an upside down triangle without the hard edges, like they're round and then it goes down into what your cervix would be and then into your like vaginal cavity and your like vagina opening. So that's basic anatomy for everyone who might not know. And then your ovaries sit on kind of like there's like your fallopian tubes, which are the tubes that go to your ovaries and they kind of sit. So it makes this like weird little, weird little contraption that makes you have periods and allows babies to grow in it and all that stuff. So my uterus or uteri is split. So I have two. Are we, are we following along here? So there's different kinds of there's different kinds of, I can't think of the word, malformations, I guess. Is that a word? So there's different kinds where you, certain people have a uterus that may be heart-shaped. So it'll be like a heart. So it's not quite two, but it's a heart shape. That's called a bicornuate uterus. And so that's what they thought I had to begin with. And other people have it where it's kind of the heart shape. And then there's like a thin little wall that comes down. So it's not quite a full wall, but it's just kind of this like little, almost like a screen door between the, the uteri. I don't have that either. Mine is fully two uteri or two uteruses, you know, yeah, whatever. Um, and it goes down and what is normally one cervix minus two. And so it goes down into two serv- cervices and then into one vagina. They checked. I only have one vagina. But imagine being 17 and having someone say, oh, let's check to make sure you don't have two vaginas. And I was like, <laughs> what? Um, so that's, yeah, that's when I found out. I was 17 and I had gone in because I was having some stomach issues and I was just going to my regular doctor and they're like, okay, let's just get an ultrasound. And then lo and behold, they were all a little shocked when they saw the ultrasound because it's kind of rare. I would, I would use the word rare. I've, I've looked it up and other people have it. It's not like I'm the only one in the past 20 years to have this. No, nothing like that. It's just that not many people, not many people see that when they're getting an ultrasound. And so I would, they told me at first it really freaked me out. I'm not going to lie, it freaked me out so much because I felt so abnormal. I felt my anatomy was completely different. What am I supposed to do? But so what happens is I've done research and supposedly what happens is when you're forming, you have like, when you're a baby, you have like four kidneys and two uteri and like, like you have double. And then if you're, if you have those organs, um, And then what happens is when you're like forming as a baby, they form into one, I guess. And then you're only left with two kidneys and you're left with one uterus and one um, cervix and then two fallopian tubes into two ovaries. Um, So what happened with me is I guess when it was forming, it just kind of like went head to like head butted each other and then they just formed like that they didn't kind of form into the full uterus (laughs) whoops 
Um, so that's what happened there. Uh, usually what happens with it is they'll check the kidneys and make sure those are okay. And my kidneys, as of now, are fine. There was no kind of genetic thing disorder going on with them. So it's really just my double uterus. And we didn't know it was completely uteride idelphus until I think last year they had to do an internal ultrasound because I was only able to get like an external ultrasound until I was sexually active. So then they could like insert an internal one. This is a very graphic episode of Brain Fart. Just, (laughs) I guess I should put a disclaimer in the beginning or something like that because for me it's not because it's, my life and it's medical and you know people do this people deal with this so I encourage you to look at it like that and to not be disturbed by what I am saying and how I am saying it just think it's all medical it's all just our bodies and what's going on and you have to look at it that way because if you're like he 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 she's a vagina then like where are we getting in this society where are we getting in life um so that's my spiel about that (laughs) that's just me making excuses for myself so I can continue talking like this. But so basically that, that we found out that I had the uteride didelphus and we found out I had two cervix, cervices, cervixes, I don't know. Um, and it was a little, like I said, shocking at first, especially when I was 17, because I went to a different, I was going to a different gynecologist and she was a very upfront lady. I respect her expertise and knowledge and stuff but she just I don't think had quite the bedside manner I was looking for as a 17 year old who just found out she had two uteri's and was hoping that she didn't have two vaginas which is not a bad thing if you do but at 17 it kind of freaked me out a little bit at first now I'm aware that whatever life is life our bodies are our bodies but to begin with I was a little shook as the kids say and I she told me that or I asked about the possibility of having children and what, like that, how that would work. And basically she told me, she was like, don't worry about that. Surrogacy is always an option. And at 17, I was like, oh, so I can't have kids. But after more research, I kind of looked it up and it's, it's possible question mark. People have done it. People have had children and it's actually kind of, I don't know, funny. I guess it's not funny, but in my head it's funny because the baby usually only grows in one uterus. And so then like the baby grows kind of lopsided. And so the the person carrying the baby looks lopsided. <laughs> it's like a little crooked because the baby's growing in one direction. Um, and or people have twins in different uteruses. So one ba- one baby's in one uterus and one's in the other and they grow twin. You know, it's just lots of things. Crazy. So there's the possibility, but the problem is, is most women who have uteride idelphus end up having several miscarriages because I don't know if it's something where the cervix, it's smaller, like both of the, both of the uteruses are smaller, but I mean, people have had multiple babies before, so it's not really a question of how much it can stretch, but I guess it's the question of the cervix is smaller, so it like usually they're premature births of these babies because the cervix is smaller and so it can't like it thinks it's ready and it'll become dilated quicker because it's stretching further because it's smaller all that stuff something along those lines and so the gist of the story is eh, maybe not maybe I can't have kids 
I knew that at 17. I'm 21 now. I've like come to accept it. It's not a big deal for me. Uh, Adoption's always been something I wanted to do. Yada, yada, yada. That's my whole life tragedy. That's why you listen to this podcast is to listen to that. But so, oh my God, off track. I was on a roll. What was I talking about? Talking about babies, can have babies, maybe can have babies. Oh, and it's also, I guess, like kind of hard because I have such a hormone imbalance. My body is so wacky, as you guys know. She's just riddled with fun little secrets and surprises, many different little genetic disorders and things here and there and chronic illnesses and neurological disorders, as we just heard with me forgetting everything I was talking about. Um, So there's all that stuff. Okay, that's the backstory of everything. I've told you my my deep, dark secret of having two uteri. Um, And let's go on from there. So my periods are very bad. Let's, to be blunt, they're awful. And periods in general are not great. Let's be real. They're, you know, not the best thing to wake up in the morning in like a pool of blood and go, oh, great. Fertile. (laughs) Like, that's not... Not my favorite thing. But so the problem with me is when I have a period, as my gynecologist put, he says, I have two periods because I shed the lining of both. Because what a period, did I explain this in my last period episode, what a period is? I'm pretty sure I did. Refresher. The lining of your uterus, it's like prepping to make a baby. It's like, look at all this nutrients. Look at all this beautiful lining to make a baby. And then we're like, (laughs) just kidding. I don't want a baby because the sperm doesn't need the egg, you know all that reproduction stuff. And then what happens to the inside of the lining is it's like, oh no, we got to evacuate it on a baby. And so it just sheds and makes everything awful and gets out of the body and cramps things up. And yeah, that's a period. But so my, both of my uteri shed. So it's not like just one is fertile and the other isn't like they both shed and I still have eggs and I'm producing eggs. So they go in, they do the thing, they prep the room for the baby. And then I always say, no baby. And they shed the lining from both. So essentially, I'm having a period from both. So it's a a double period. And I was talking to my gynecologist, and he was telling me how women who have he's the couple of cases that he's had with women with or with people with uteride idelphus um, is he's noticed that they do have severe periods and he hasn't quite like put together why it's, I, he doesn't know if it's the double period thing or the fact that our cervixes or cervices, whatever it is, it, are smaller. So it's like the cramping is worse. I don't know, but essentially the cramping is worse and it gets really bad for me. I mean, last month I had a really bad, a really bad period where I was on the floor all night until like 5am in pain. I had taken like an 800 milligram ibuprofen and I still just couldn't deal with the pain. And so I was just on the floor with like a heating pad. (laughs) So that was fun times. But so things like that, or I'll have really big mood swings, or I don't really like my I just turned away from the microphone. I'll see if that <laughs> changes the sound. Um, I was looking in the mirror because I was going to say that I don't, I've gotten my acne under control, but when I have my period, I get like a bout of hormonal acne and I get very bloated and it's just like, you know, PMS symptoms. And 
I would get them really bad, but mainly the cramping was the worst part because it would basically put me out for at least a day or two. And uh, that's awful. That's so awful to just like quit what I'm doing in my life because I have such horrible cramps. And it's totally, the period pains are totally valid. I know I went on a rant about this in my first period episode, but it's completely a thing. You can't just wave it off and say, oh, ha ha ha. It's just her period. No, periods hurt people and people have serious things associated with periods, whether it's endometriosis or PCOS or just a plain period because all of them are awful and some are worse than others and some people have dealt with them and have come like figured out ways to help themselves out. Me, I hadn't. I had gone on the birth control pill to try and regulate my period, but essentially it wasn't working. And there came a point to last month where I was bleeding every other week. I would have a week on the period, have a week off the period, have a week on the period. And uh, that's awful. That's the worst. That's like saying, hey, you know this thing you get once a month? Let's give it to you twice a month for a couple of months. Um, So it was like half of my time was spent on the period. And a lot of people deal with this. I have a cousin who dealt with like excessive bleeding. And so it's just people have to find their own period path and figure out how to go down that period path. And mine, me and my gynecologist came to the decision to try and just stop my period, which what? But essentially, I'll just be taking birth control continuously because with birth control, you take it, you take it, you take it. And then there's a week where you don't take it. And so basically, it's like building. It's like preventing the period. And then the week that you don't take it is when you have the period or whatever, something like that. I'm no birth control expert. Um, And so I we decided to just stop it to see if that helps. He said that I can start it when I want to try having kids, if that's even an option for me. So that's what we're going to try and do. And the problem with me is when I'm on my period and I have the pain, you know, Sandra, my good, good pseudo tumor, she always hears that something's going on in the body and she goes, what's going on? Should I come out and play too? And you're like, no, let's try and keep this neurological condition under wraps while I'm having this period, but it never happens. So I have really bad periods and then I have brain episodes because of it, because that is the endless cycle of stress on your body. Cool. But... We came to this decision to stop it, and that's what I'm trying right now. I had to go through this thing. There's like a process. You can't just continuously take it and hope it fixes it. So what I had to do is I had to take three birth control pills every day for eight days. Not not a cute look. Not going to lie. I was so hormonal. I was having hormones pumped into my body. I was so up and down with emotions and my feeling and like bloated and not bloated and constipated and headaches and just like not a cute look but you had to do what you had to do so I did and I did it for eight days and then you stop and you stop and you stop until you start your period which I did and so I started my period like a a couple days five days ago and so then you continue the course of your period for five days and then today which is my fifth day you start taking the birth control again and then you just take it continuously until forever until you decide that you want your period back so that's what I started today so we'll see if it works I'll keep you updated things are weird 
the problem with me is I, well, there's a lot of problems with me, (laughs) which is the point of this podcast, but I, I like kind of don't like pumping my body full of these hormones. So I get very, I go back and forth a lot feeling bad that I'm doing that because I know that I have such a hormonal imbalance and I know that my body just doesn't react well to things and it just is trying its best to get through get through this lifetime in one piece and so I sometimes feel a little bit of guilt for doing that and I know people have natural forms of birth control and things along those lines but I don't know if it's something with the uteroid idelphus or the PCOS or a combination of both or just me as a person that I I think I need to try this because of how bad it gets. And so, you know, this this is just another experiment. It's just doing something to try and find my best normal. And that is what it is now. And so I'm going to try it. If it doesn't work, on to the next. If it does, great. I would love to not have that pain all of the time. So I think, I think. I'm feeling good about it. I'm excited about it. And I hope that this episode was informative and wasn't too crazy and all over the place. I hope that even if you don't have any of those organs, like a vagina or something, you still listened and maybe learned something. I mean, I'm still learning. It's the anatomy of the human body is crazy. It blows my mind all of the time. And so I feel like just the more I learn, the more I better understand myself. The more I better understand my... Okay, let's... So close. We were so close to having a clean slate. And then I said, the more, the better I understand myself. Okay, maybe that should be the end. Maybe that's someone saying, Maddie, this, (laughs) this episode is over. So I think I'll cut it off there. That's just what's going on in my life. I wanted to talk to you about the other issue that I have, which is whatever, just something I live with, something I was born with. And does it make me weird? Does it make me like a a freak? Like not at all. Nothing at all. People have different bodies. People were developed differently in the womb. And so that's just my slight difference. It's a little different from other people. So that's that. And I hope this was nice for you. Um, and I hope that you have a great week. I'm I'm about to go on vacation. So I'm actually going to record another episode right after this because I can't, I don't want to bring my microphone on vacation with me. And that's, those are the facts. Um, and I get to see Martin, my my BF, my partner, my best friend. I'm seeing him in a couple days and I'm really, really excited. So that's that. Those are, I think that's everything going on. Still working out, still doing the thing, still trying to practice mindfulness, still, you know, it is a practice. I will emphasize the word practice and I'm just going to keep trying it and keep doing it and honestly feel better because of it. So I hope you guys will continue that practice too. I hope you will continue to cherish yourself and I hope you have a great week and a great whatever time it is. All right, I'll talk to you next week. Bye.